Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Flip the Script by Oren Claff, one of the world's leading experts on sales and negotiation. This 2019 publication turns the traditional art of sales and negotiation on its head, providing innovative techniques that bring your audience to the point of not just accepting, but insisting upon your idea. Flip the Script transforms the paradigm of persuasion, rejecting the outdated notion of manipulation. It champions the principle of making the buyer feel like they are making the decision on their own terms, effectively flipping the traditional sales script. Beyond just salespeople looking to enhance their presentation skills, Flip the Script is a must-read for anyone who has ever seen their superior idea bypassed in favor of an inferior one. It's also for those who wish to hone their skills in negotiation and persuasion. Author Oren Claff, renowned globally for his advisory role in raising capital and managing investment funds, brings his vast experience and distinct perspective to this book. After selling over one million copies of his debut book, Pitch Anything, Claff continues to offer his groundbreaking approach in Flip the Script. Ready to up your game in sales and negotiation? Join us as we unpack the essence of this remarkable book. Flip the script. Getting people to think your idea is their idea. Introduction. The power of persuasion starts with being seen as an equal. The world of selling is a complex labyrinth. Once, we depended on salespeople to shed light on products and guide our buying decisions. But the internet has reshaped the game. The power is in the buyer's hands now. We scrutinize and research extensively before committing to a purchase. In many cases, our minds are made up before we even engage with a salesperson. So, as a contemporary salesperson, how do you persuade someone to buy what you're selling? It begins with building a connection, a rapport. For that, you need to level yourself with your potential customer. The central theme here is people will lend an ear only if they regard you as their equal. Social status is a tough nut to crack. For most, it's determined at birth. If you're born middle class, chances are you'll stay in the same stratum unless luck smiles wide on you. But the arena of selling is a tad different. As a salesperson, you possess the power to tweak your perceived social status, aligning it with that of your potential buyer. But how? The answer lies in external indicators. The words you use, the persona you present. Picture this scenario. A husband and wife experience a car accident. The husband is severely injured while the wife escapes unhurt. In the hospital, a doctor prepares to update her on her husband's condition. But she beats him to it inquiring about specific injuries using medical terminologies. It turns out she too is a doctor. By employing language exclusive to the medical world, a status tip-off, she establishes her status. The ER doctor instantly perceives her as an equal. Salespeople can employ this tactic. By cleverly using the right language and cues, you can convince your customers that you're on the same plane and thus worthy of their attention. Take a hypothetical situation. 
You're a real estate agent meeting a client contemplating relocating her office to a different state. Begin by demonstrating your understanding of her industry using her language. Next, shift the focus on you by mentioning a similar client whose relocation you recently facilitated. Conclude by weighing the pros and cons of the proposed state based on your research. This process demands diligence, but when executed correctly, it results in status alignment. Your client now perceives that you understand both your industry's intricacies. Achieving status alignment is equivalent to getting a foot in the door. Crucial, yes. But it's only the first step on the stairway to persuasion. Part 1. Boost your credibility instantly and assertively. Visualize this situation. You're a salesperson at a critical juncture of convincing a prospective buyer. You believe you're inches away from closing the deal. You deliver your closing line. So, are you considering paying through cash or credit card? I'm unsure, comes the answer. I need to mull it over and discuss it with my family. Your spirits plummet. Prospects who respond this way rarely turn up again. The likelihood of you securing the sale has dwindled drastically. But why? The hesitant customer has probably encountered what is termed as a certainty gap. He isn't convinced yet that you'll deliver what you're promising. So how can you address this? The main takeaway here is boost your credibility instantly and assertively. A salesperson confronting a certainty gap tends to overload it with information. They enumerate a barrage of satisfied clients, brag about innovative features, and decode the pricing structure to highlight the great value they're offering. But all this fails to address the client's primary concern. Will the salesperson genuinely fulfill their promise? The only sure-shot way to respond to this query is to establish yourself as an expert. The swiftest and most effective method to achieve this is by assembling a flash roll. Think of it as a rapid-fire delivery of details aimed at flaunting your thorough knowledge about a complex subject. Aim for a duration of about a minute to a minute and a half to enthrall even the most cynical audiences. To illustrate, let's take an instance. Suppose your computer crashes. You bring your laptop to a service center and narrate the symptoms, assuring the technician that your antivirus is up to date. He takes a quick look and remarks, seems like the new Homestead bug. Unless you're updating your antivirus every few hours, it's likely it wouldn't catch it. He then meticulously elaborates on what the virus does and concludes with an equally technical fix. While you might not grasp it entirely, you're assured he does, and your issue will be resolved. Your flash roll should have a well-defined beginning, middle, and end. Initiate by nonchalantly assessing the problem, as if it's an everyday occurrence for you. Next, describe it meticulously, employing all the relevant technical jargon, Conclude with your solution, the deal you're trying to close. Avoid phrases like, I think, or in my opinion. Deliver it briskly and devoid of emotion. Because you want it to be your reflex, script it, rehearse it, and ingrain it in your memory. In the following section, we'll delve into how to make your message resonate with the client. Part 2. Catering to pre-existing notions lets us proactively answer queries before they're raised. Whenever fresh data is presented to you, your brain processes it in three successive steps. First, you grasp it. Next, 
you absorb it, and finally, you retain it. But this only applies to information for which you've preformed cognitive receptors. Unprecedented data, to which you can't connect, won't be accurately processed or stored. So, how do you ensure the details you're offering to potential customers successfully register in their minds? The solution lies in tapping into universally present, pre-existing notions. The main insight here is, catering to pre-existing notions lets us proactively answer queries before they're raised. The primary pre-existing notion is threats. We are wired to be alert when we sense something that poses a threat to us or our standing. The second ingrained notion is rewards. Our minds are always on the lookout for sizable benefits, especially those demanding minimal to no effort. Finally, we all respond to fairness. If we're encouraging someone to risk something, they need to be sure that we're also sharing the risk equally. In the realm of sales, these three deep-rooted notions translate into three crucial queries from buyers. Why should I pay attention? What's the benefit for me? And why choose you? Let's look at how you can answer these key questions. Addressing, why should I pay attention, is relatively easy. Highlight the rapid transformation of the world to your client and raise the possibility of them being left behind. Naturally, the only way for them to stay abreast of their competitors is by availing of your product. When it comes to, what's the benefit for me? Remember, the magical figure is double. We don't buy a new TV every year because the newer models offer only minor upgrades. But when a TV with twice the resolution hits the market, our interest is piqued. Your client will be intrigued if you can double their productivity or, conversely, have their expenses. The final query is, why choose you? Your client wants to ascertain that you have a stake in the game, that you're genuinely committed and won't vanish once the deal is sealed. Thus, draft a concise script that underscores your commitment, be it financial, physical, or contractual. Your level of investment should be as high, if not higher, than what you're asking of your potential client. Once you've sufficiently catered to these three ingrained notions, you can delve into the specifics of your offering. However, here too, striking a balance between overloading and undersharing information is vital. Part 3. Present your proposition in a context your clients can easily relate to. Everyone aspires to be a game-changer, a pioneer who brings groundbreaking innovations to the table. Sales professionals are no different. The thought that your product or service might radically alter the world is undeniably thrilling. However, your clients may not share your enthusiasm. More often than not, they're cautious. It's a fundamental human trait. When confronted with something entirely unknown, our instinct is to resist. Your clients could be wondering, Indeed, this revolutionary product seems tempting, but what are the potential risks? Instead of exploring new avenues, they are likely to lean towards what they find comfortable and familiar. So, what's the takeaway here? The crucial point in this section is, present your proposition in a context your clients can easily relate to. The world is home to over 1,000 distinct ice cream flavors. That's a vast array, yet the most sought-after one remains the classic vanilla. The reason isn't hard to deduce. The unusual flavors might seem enticing occasionally, but with vanilla, we're sure of what we're getting. It's a trustworthy flavor that we can enhance as we please. 
When pitching your idea, product, or opportunity, it's wise to communicate it in terms that are as familiar as vanilla. Yes, the aspects that make your offering unique and distinct might excite you the most. But prospective buyers will be more drawn to the aspects they recognize. This doesn't imply you must conceal all the innovative features. Instead, group them together and showcase them in a way that demonstrates your offering is the emerging norm. Suppose you're looking to attract investors for a new bar and restaurant you plan to launch. You've secured an excellent location and have a distinct hook. The bar includes nine playable mini-golf holes. If your entire focus is on the thrill of playing golf in a bar, you'll likely repel more people than you attract. Instead, emphasize the ways your venue will resemble other conventional bars, your extensive range of beers, the exceptional chef you've hired, the convenient parking, and so on. When you eventually introduce the golf feature, highlight how themed bars like sports or arcade bars are flourishing. Today's customers seek something extra. Themed establishments like yours are quickly becoming the norm. Regardless of how revolutionary or novel your proposition is, it can always be traced back to something familiar. To seal the deal, you need to strike the right balance between novelty and familiarity. Part 4. Turning Skepticism into a Valuable Tool in Sales Sales representatives are known for their unwavering optimism, which they tirelessly strive to transfer onto you. Whatever they're promoting is pitched as the best deal ever, with no room for flaws or mishaps. They seem to always have a solution for your concerns. But all this accomplishes is to put undue pressure on you, the consumer. A consumer's queries stem from a healthy degree of skepticism, a cautious disbelief that the offer on the table might be too good to be real. These questions play a crucial role in the purchasing journey. An accomplished salesperson won't attempt to disregard or diminish a buyer's skepticism. Instead, he'll harness it to his benefit. The essential point in this section is, turning skepticism into a valuable tool is the secret to success in sales. How can you make your buyer's skepticism work in your favor? The answer lies in designing a strategy known as the buyer's formula. This approach empowers your buyer to feel they're in command of the process while subtly allowing you to steer the process to your advantage. Let's see how this tactic plays out in reality. Begin by asserting your worth as an expert with a phrase like, I've handled situations like this hundreds of times. Then, enumerate some ways your proposal could potentially fail, anticipating some of your buyer's initial reservations. Suppose you're a bicycle salesperson marketing a budget-friendly city bike. You can preempt the buyer's likely apprehensions by reminding them that price doesn't necessarily equate to quality. You might even suggest that this city bike can double up as a trekking bike. Next, bring up unexpected factors your customer may not have thought about. You could mention that high-tech materials like carbon fiber are designed for professionals and are generally too delicate for everyday cyclists. Subsequently, highlight some of the evident steps your customer will likely consider, such as additional expenses for safety gear or other necessary extras. Then, bring attention to lesser-known actions, things that only someone with prior experience in this domain would know. 
The bicycle salesperson can concentrate on helping the customer invest in the right bike for their immediate needs and recommend upgrading later once they've gained confidence with it. Upon completing this, pass the reins over to the buyer. Don't ask if they have any questions. Instead, make a neutral statement, something on the lines of, that's what I'd do. The buyer is free to scrutinize your proposal skeptically, but you've already addressed most of their concerns by directing their focus towards key areas. If they start to wander off course, you can effortlessly steer them back by saying something like, a multitude of factors can influence a decision like this, but only these three truly matter. Concentrate on them and everything else will fall into place. By guiding your client's concerns in the direction you desire, you can effortlessly overcome any objections and considerably decrease the likelihood of a missed sale. Part 5. Embrace your authenticity to excel in sales. There's a common assumption that charisma is an innate trait. You're either born with it or you're not. While it's debatable whether charisma can be learned, it's not the be-all and end-all for a successful, captivating salesperson. What buyers are truly seeking is someone they can trust. This implies exhibiting confidence, composure, and most importantly, standing your ground. The principal takeaway in this segment is embrace your authenticity to excel in sales. Salespeople typically fit into one of five identifiable archetypes. Does any of the following sound familiar? The salesperson begins as your closest confidant. Delighted to see you. Where are you from? Oh, amazing. I have relatives there. Subsequently, she morphs into a self-proclaimed expert, inundating you with minute details about her fantastic product. If that fails to sway you, she transforms into a messiah, making unverified claims about how her product will revolutionize your life. You'll view French fries in a whole new light? An overeager enthusiast then tentatively presents the trial close willing to move mountains to secure your purchase. But when you express reservations, the enthusiast shapeshifts into an aggressive pursuer, dismissing your hesitations as trifling. By the time the sales pitch concludes, you're left wondering who you've been dealing with. Astute buyers can usually spot overt sales maneuvers, particularly when the salesperson keeps alternating personas. This raises their defenses and makes them doubt the salesperson's sincerity. Authenticity and expertise are two attributes that buyers consistently respond to. People can sense when you're trying to trick them, so it's best to just be genuine. Besides, your absolute conviction in your concept, product, or service is palpable and persuasive. After all, no one understands what you're selling better than you do. Your expertise is your strength, and you should draw confidence from it. Your faith in what you're selling will instill trust in your buyers. However, if your confidence wavers, stand firm. Buyers will appreciate you saying, I might not always be right, but I'm never uncertain. By demonstrating your authentic self and steadfastly upholding your fundamental beliefs, values, and principles, you can compellingly advocate any idea you wish to put forward. Final summary. The crux of our discussion is, sales extend beyond just commodities and services. At some point, we all find ourselves selling ideas, 
initiatives, and even perspectives. Flipping the script, steering the dialogue, and asserting your credibility allows you to present your ideas in a manner that buyers perceive as instinctive and virtually unavoidable. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.